Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to episode number 63 webinar replay number six where we have two triathletes Jerry and Khadija and I talked about the struggle of swimming and triathlon races for Muslim women. I am not a full triathlon athlete myself but I have done a mini triathlon before and in this episode we dived into depth of what actually goes behind the scenes when it comes to races, the triathlon races, and wearing the hijab. If you are not part of the Facebook community group yet, Purposeful Fitness with Coach Ola, I invite you to join us where we are helping each other stay active, be accountable, and move forward. If you have any questions, feel free to email me at befitforakhira at gmail.com or follow on social media at befitforakhira. Thank you for tuning in. And we look forward to seeing you on the other side. Have a great day. Welcome to the Purposeful Fitness with Coach Ola, where I dive in deeper into holistic health and fitness topics that will help you stay inspired, motivated, and dedicated to living a purposeful fit life while pursuing for the Akhirah. All right. Well, welcome everyone to our last webinar from for the Swim for Akhira campaign. We're so excited to have you here with our amazing guest, uh, Jerry Khadija. And today's topic is the reality and the struggle um, of triathlon racing and swimming for Muslim women athlete. And so here. Bismillah. We again. My name is Ola, and I'm a swim instructor, certified personal trainer, and also I am the podcast host of Purposeful Fitness with Coach Ola. And I started Bifi Fru in 2014 with the vision to have a more stronger, confident, and hopeful Ummah. And Jerry is a. I would like. I would let Jerry introduce herself. So Jerry, would you please introduce yourself? <laughs> okay. Hi. I'm Jerry Villarreal, and I am. Um, Muslim woman, mother of uh, three, and um, I work full-time in, in information technology, and I am a uh, triathlete, and um, I got started just because I wanted to stop saying no to everything and try to um, do something new, and I had no idea what it was, but I said, yeah, I'll do it. Awesome. Thank you, and our second athlete is Khadija Dix. As they say, right? Yes. yes <laughs> awesome. So, please introduce yourself to our audience. Um, I'm a mom, also. I also work in information technology. I'm an engineer <laughs> by education, uh, but I'm a project manager for the uh, for a local energy uh, company, a regional, I should say, because it covers a couple of states. Um, I started triathlon as part of an initiative for uh, the sorority that I belong to. Gamma Gamma Chi Sorority Incorporated. It's an a Islamic-based sorority. Um, and I, I love to race. Um, I love to race. So that's awesome. That's Thank you so much for coming on. This is exciting. Um, our objectives for today is to talk about our journeys to triathlon, racing, and how it all started. Of course, um, from the professional perspective, the reality of racial struggles for swimming and sports the reality behind triathlon trainings, the reality behind the races itself, and our experiences with tri triathlon and swimming, 
And of course, any open discussion and Q&A. So feel free to ask us while we also are talking. Uh, we will get to it as well. So our journeys in triathlon races and how it all started. Um, I'm not a professional triathlon. I only did one mini triathlon. So I have a little bit to say. But Jerry, we're going to start with you first. Would you please tell us about what was your journey like and how did it all get, uh, how did it all start for you? Um, it started, I guess, with, I started running um, well before I started triathlon. And I, I started with running um, because my sister just asked me um, if I wanted to, to try that. And, and I just running, swimming, biking, all of that, I just never thought that I would be able to do it um, well. So I just never really tried to do it at all. Um, and I started off running a little bit and then I realized that, you know, the more you run, the better you get, the faster you get. Um, and so that's why one of my mom's friends asked me if, um, if I would be interested in starting triathlons. And, um, at the time I, I was just like right at that period of time in my life where I just realized that. I had said no to so many things in my life. And if I had just started to say yes, I think that amazing things would happen. And so that's what I did. I just said, yes. Um, I didn't even think about it. I just said, I said, I don't know what that is. And I said, but yes, I'll do it. And then I just researched it, um, joined a tri club that day and, um, and, you know, went to like the next meeting and, I, I mean, and I just, that, that year I raced, um, eight, I, I was in eight races and I just, you know, I downloaded a training plan off of the internet and followed that and just started training. I mean, I couldn't swim to, from one end of the pool to the other, but I mean, I just, I took breaks in the middle <laughs> and I keep going. And then one day I realized that I did a 100 and I was like, oh my God, I did a 100, you know? <laughs> so um, everything was like that. I just started little and then I got better and better. And, um, and it's been amazing. It's, it, I'm, I'm glad that I said yes. Awesome. Mashallah. That's like, triathlon is definitely not easy. I only did the mini like 15 minute swimming and that itself like was hard. So I'm trying to take, you know, imagine we will talk more about it. Inshallah, Khadija, what about you? How did it all start? for you? Um, I was responsible for an initiative for my sorority, a health care initiative. And um, I, I was, I was an over yes person. I wasn't the no person. <laughs> I'd say yes to anything, but I wanted to, I just wanted to do something different. So I was like, oh, I saw that Iron Man thing on TV. But then I was thinking, that's really long. Um, but then I heard about sprint triathlon. So I signed up for the Iron Girl sprint triathlon in Lake Lanier, Georgia. Um, I felt because I was doing, you know, little 5k road races. Um, and I had always been a swimmer. I don't remember in my life not knowing how to swim. My father taught me how to swim as a child, even though I never swam competitively. I thought this would be easy. I had this down. And um, I trained on my spin bike in my basement. And I think a week before the race, I bought a fixie bike from Walmart. And for those of you that don't know what a fixie is, it has no gears. And for those of you who have been to Georgia, you know the ride was hilly and I had no gears. <laughs> so my first triathlon was a complete disaster. Um, I swam okay. 
when the bike was done, I was done. <laughs> uh, and I thought I was going to run fast because I was like, okay, the bike is over. That was the worst part of it. I didn't realize that I, my legs were dead, so I couldn't run. But I, I, had, I had an absolute ball. It was an all-women's triathlon. And um, the atmosphere and the camaraderie. And there are women out there who wanted to win. There are women out there who are just trying to prove a point to say, I can cross the line. And by the end of the week, I, I think I had signed up for three more triathlons. By the end of the summer, I bought a bike with gears. <laughs> and um, that was all she wrote. But I was hooked. I've been, I've been racing ever since. So before we go into the struggles of, you know, that you face, um, I want to say that it is, it is very expensive to our audience. Like, I also have a bike from Target. I haven't bought the professional bike yet. So I can relate to the Walmart story a little bit. Um, but in addition, like, when you, when you both started, were you both, like, in hijab already? Um, like, was it before or after? Yeah, I was, I was in hijab. Yeah, I was, I, I've always um, raced in hijab. I um, converted to Islam when I was uh, 19 in college. Um, my father actually has a master's degree in theology. Um, and my grandmother, even, uh, um, may Allah be pleased with her, she, um, she was Christian, but she had this thing where she always prayed five times a day. She took, and they were very supportive of my conversion to Islam. And I started wearing hijab, I think, when I was uh, 21 or 22. That's awesome, mashallah. Um, so now we can talk about the struggles that, you, that we all have faced. Um, so let's go start with um, Jerry first. So what struggles have you faced as you started with the journey and anything in between as well? Yeah, I think the first struggle was just gear and finding the right gear for me, um, searching lots of Googling um, and coming back with like nothing that I would want to swim or bike or run in. Um, and then... <laughs> And then, you know, just kind of finding other people too. I mean, I think I probably met you, Khadija, like, has, it's been like five years, right? Has it been five yeah. years? Yeah. And yeah. And I actually, I actually posted the recording of when we first yeah. met each other in person. Right. It was like two unicorns had found each other. It was <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, like, at least like finding other people to really helped. Um, but, you know, at first you feel like you're the only one. And to find out that I wasn't, I mean, was amazing, first of all. Um, and then, you know, Khadija is really good with sharing information and just kind of like, if you, and like, I would see her and something, I'm like, hey, would you do that? Or how'd you do that? Or what's that? You know, um, different brands um, that I researched and found and just trying them out. I mean, I just, I probably spent a lot of money and a lot of gear just trying out things um, that worked or didn't work, that got hot, that, you know whatever weren't hydrodynamic or um you know things that um didn't just work out for me there's there was not a complete perfect thing for me yet um to to find that was um or I'm, i guess i'm still kind of searching a little bit but um just finding what really works and what doesn't work was was probably the biggest struggle for me yeah yeah, that's the clothing part is definitely the hardest part that I also faced with the mini one. What about you, Khadija? Like, what struggles have you faced the whole journey? Yes, Khadija. Can you hear me? Yeah, so, yes, now I can. Um, okay. Now, I didn't hear your question. 
internet pause for a second. So what, what are the struggles that you face in getting started with the yeah. triathlon? I think it's very similar. The gear is, is one of the, the, the most difficult things. I know for some people it's the swimming and the gear. For me, um, like I said, I've, even though I was never competitive swimmer, I wasn't afraid to swim. I actually learned how to swim in open water. It was the gear. And I actually, I was telling Ola, I have the history of my gear right here with me. So when I first started, I couldn't find hijabs that were cool. There were some brands that were out there. So I ended up making my own hijab out of cool caps that bald men wear. And I found sports fabric that I used to drape over my neck. And I made these for two years. Um, and then um, you, you may find on my website there, you know, Nike came out with their hijab and I wore it and I thought I was going to burst into flames and I continued <laughs> to wear uh, my own hijab. Um, what I found is a compromise for the swim was um, an open water swimsuit. It was FINA approved, but they, for open water uh, racing, the swimsuits do come down to your ankles. So I wore open water swimsuit and um, just a Walmart dry fit shirt. And I put my sorority logo on it. This is actually a patch I sewed <laughs> onto it because I saw everybody else had logos on their shirts. So I was going to have a logo on mine. So I put my sword and that's what I raced in for the uh, first two years. Um, and nobody said anything or complained about what I wore until I won a race, then it was a problem. Uh, so then I had to start doing research on USA Triathlon, what was considered legal, what was considered not legal. And um, I started, at that point, I got a sponsor. So I had a sponsor kit. And I modified the sponsor kit to cover my legs. And mind you, it's just this little bit of your body cover from my elbow to my wrist and cover my knee down to my ankle that wasn't compressive. So the rules were you could be covered, but it couldn't be compressive. So I started wearing that. And even with that, I, I, I went through all kinds of issues. Um, I had a young lady, as we were on the podium, say in front of everyone, yeah, she won, but why does she get to cheat? Wow. She said this in public, in front of other people. Um, she tried to pull me off the start line because of my gear, even though it had been approved by USAT and approved by the race director. They tried to stop me from racing. And that's how I met one of my closest friends, Tom Shear. He and another gentleman conveniently got in their way before the horn got off and I dove in the water and started the race before they could stop me. And it, it was the, the, the main thing is, is the gear and lack of awareness um, by others. And that's, that's part of my, part of what I do is share with people what I wear, why I wear it. And it actually, it creates a little bit of drag, but that's fine. That, that's fine. I'd rather be me and be a second per 100 slower then, you know, not be me and, and be faster. Yeah. So it's always coming back to the clothing and then the perception um, of like us being covered up because again, I only did one track. I cannot even like talk about it, but 
like I'm trying to imagine like how it is to be in the open water. So when it came to open water, like how was the transition when it comes to like, you know, changing clothes, gear in the public? Because for me, I was at Mason's. So I was able to go to the locker room. But how is it for, you know, your experience in that, in that aspect, hijab and cover and all that? I wear the same thing all the way through. The only race where I was totally shocked um, when I did my first Ironman, my intention was to, I knew it was going to be wetsuit legal. So I just wore my, um, my open water swimsuit. And my intention was take off my wetsuit and then put on a cycling jersey and then put on a, um, a run shirt for the run. But when I went into the locker room for, not the locker room, but they have this tent at the Ironman races, yeah. everybody was butt naked. And I was totally, I was like, oh my God, what is going on here? <laughs> and I don't know what your experience was at Arizona, Jerry, but I was just like, people. I saw, I saw a lot of bare butts. <laughs> <laughs> but I, even now for my Ironman races, I, people ask me how I transition so fast. I don't stop. I'm taking off my wetsuit as I'm running. My bag has, uh, and I cycle in what I, I swim in, and I've literally learned how to put on my hijab with one hand. I don't stop. So for me, it's, it's, I don't, there's no changing in public. Yeah. yeah um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, the, the, my first one, um, I, I brought um, other clothes, and I realized it wasn't practical. And um, that was basically what I built towards was making sure that I had something that I didn't have to change. Cause I'm like, I, I can't change. It's, it's impossible. There's no modest way to do it. It's just, you know, even with the tent, there's no modest yeah. way to really do it. You know, you'd need to have like a portable one that's like right around you. Yeah. But so um, yeah, I just make sure. And, and the, usually the, um, I think the last few races I've raced in a wicking hijab and I just swam in it and I just took it off, took off the swim cap and it was like no big deal. Um, I think for Arizona, I didn't, I didn't wear a hijab. I wore a swim cap, I think. Yeah, and then so I cold. put on the, it was freezing. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. I remember. <laughs> it's all coming back to me. <laughs> and I have to say that was, that was literally one of the greatest races of my life, not because of the performance, but knowing that there were other hijabis in that race, I think my face was stuck on smile. I was just, and when I saw you on the bike, when we were, you know, how the loops are, and I saw you on the bike, because the first loop yeah. I didn't see you, and the second loop when I saw you, I was, she saw me fist pumping across the lane, yeah. and I was just I was so excited. It was, yep. it was yeah, it was so cool. It was super cool. I have a funny, embarrassing story. Like, it's being recorded, so I'm not going to go into much depth in here. But it's really embarrassing <laughs> because my first, and, like, the first one, of course, I uh, wore, like, you know, um, the bathing suit, whatever, like, shorts. I, the next line to me is a guy. And so instead of, like, me going from the diving board, right, like, next to it, I go into the little space. There's, like, a, there's a, the divide of the pool. There's a metal piece and that metal piece got stuck in my um, swimsuit and it got torn <laughs> and I like swam myself fat, you know, I saw some black fabric like falling in the water. I'm like, okay, well, hopefully like, nothing's too big. And it was, yeah, really embarrassing. <laughs> I hope like it, 
I came out of the water, like nothing was showing anything, but it was really, really, really awkward that day. And my mom was like, didn't feel comfortable about me like swimming. But I'm like, no, I have to. This is my first ever like mini triathlon. I need to feel the experience. And of course it goes a disaster, clothing issues. So <laughs> all the respect. Okay. Our next uh, slide is the reality of um, Rachel's struggles. So I, I want to ask you, um, how have you ever experienced like anything with, with this topic um, and getting where you are today? Like that's the first question. So I'll let Khadija go first and then I'll let Jay speak about it. Yeah. I think uh, one thing that Jerry and I both have in common, um, I am black, Hispanic, and Muslim, and I know Jerry, um, I don't know if Jerry is Hispanic herself, but I do know she's married to a man who's Hispanic. <laughs> and um, most of my issues have come because of my hijab, not because of um, my race. But I do know that Atlanta has a huge triathlon community. Um, I also belong to an organization called BTA, which is Black Triathletes Association. And I have literally never been to a race um, and someone from that organization not be there to support me. So from that perspective, I've been completely blessed. Uh, and they've actually shielded me from some of the issues that I've had um, as a Muslima, one of the ladies who I saw just join, Jaja, um, she belongs to BTA with me. Hey, Jaja. Um, Hi. <laughs> she started, we, it's, uh, Augusta is one of the races I love to do because there's so many newbies there. A lot of people from Atlanta do that race. She started with me at um, Ironman Augusta 70.3. And this was one of the races where I had issues with officials and an official literally grabbed my arm and said, hey, wait a minute, this is a non-wetsuit race. And I literally, I had on my Team USA uniform. So there was no question that it was a legit uniform. The only thing that stopped this man from pulling me off the line was the announcer knew me from previous races and said, oh, wait a minute, that we... He literally said, that's Khadija. Like, if you say that's Khadija, somebody's going to know who that is. We know her. She's fine. It's, and I've, I've, like I said, I've, I've, I am so blessed to have all these people. I call them all my, my little angels because they're, every race I go to, there's somebody there to protect me. And literally, if, if Jaja had to, she would have let him know. So I, my, like I said, most of my issues have come simply because of this little piece of material the covering of my forearms and the covering of my calves. Unbelievable. I'm nodding, but I want to see from your um, perspective, Jerry, and your experiences, what have you, um, like, yeah, if you don't mind sharing right, your experience, please. Yeah, um, I would agree with Khadija. Uh, I've never had any racial type issues um, in, in triathlon. Um, I've had comments made that, you know, um, I think I was sharing with you the one time that I was uh, waiting to get into, um, it was a pool swim and then the rest was outdoors. And um, this lady turned around and said to me, she goes, oh, every time I see you race, I just feel so sorry for you. 
And it was just the most awful thing to say to me before I'm about to get into the water. Um, I was just, I didn't even know how to respond, of course, and in the moment. And I just started to feel really, really bad, um, which is funny because I usually don't let that stuff get to me. I would probably use it to fuel somewhere else. You know, I'd be like, oh, you feel sorry for me. You're about to feel sorry for, you know, you're about to feel sorry for yourself kind of thing. But um, that time it did, it actually bothered me quite a bit. And, you know, cause I just started me think I started down this road of, you know, do other people feel sorry for me when they see me race or, you know, all that mind stuff. And that was already going on cause I was getting in the water first race of the, of the year. But, um, but yeah, I, it was just, um, you know, comments like that. And, and I, I, you would think that people would be so conscious of the race that they wouldn't have time to make little side comments while you're running by or on the bike or aren't you hot or gosh you have a lot of clothes on or you know it's just stuff yeah. like that I'm like aren't you in a race like what are you doing talking to me but people have a lot of little comments to make about it um I don't like that I have to go to a race official that that whole you know just nervousness of the fact that they might say something other than what I want to hear or that I have to come and prove my my case um, every time that I race in a, in a 70.3, um, just going to tell the race official, okay, yeah, I know it's not, it's illegal, but this is what I'm wearing. No, there's no compression, you know, but most of my 70.3s have been out of the country. And I would say that, uh, in Mexico and in Colombia, uh, they were amazing. I mean, they were just like, the answers that I got were, I mean, they were in Spanish, but they were just basically like, well, what you're gonna do? <laughs> you know, just kind of like, well, yeah, of course you're gonna you're gonna cover because that's what you do now. I mean, like I come to them covered and I say I'm gonna wear this because yeah, you know, this is what I race and it has no compression. And they're like, okay, and they just tell all the other officials and it's a done deal. So I mean, I like that so much better. <laughs> and um, but yeah, I mean, I think I I would agree that it's usually not a race thing. It's, it's usually um, a hijab thing. Yeah. yeah, like even I have faced that struggle, like that situation in a, just a regular pool. Oh, like she feels so sorry for me. I'm like, no, <laughs> sorry for your, like, yeah. So I can relate for that aspect. Um, what are your recommendations for someone dealing with that struggle as a hijabi um, in our community and who wants to become an athlete perhaps? But like has that fear of like, oh, the, the clothing or even if it's like racial situation. Um, Khadija, want to go first? Um, if you love to do something, don't let somebody else steal your joy. Somebody else asked me that. Um, also, you know, reach out to other people. Um, I, I didn't know jerry existed i i can't remember how we act, actually fi uh, connected but i think it was either somebody asked me was i jerry or oh yeah asked, it was helpless. yeah and i and i'm sitting here and then i i think i googled her and i'm like this lady's like 510 <laughs> 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 she was me and um we connected for about a year and a half on um just back and forth through instagram facebook book and we finally met each other in person and um like i said from a racial perspective and maybe it's just the people that are involved in triathlon there are so many people that i've been able to reach out black white asian 
who've just whatever to get advice from. Um, and I kind of take a little bit of this and take a little bit of that and blend it together. Don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to reach out. Don't let anybody steal your joy. If you want to do it, just do it. And don't think that you are less than. You can be just as good um, as anybody else. People who know me know. I, I like, I like, I say, I don't like to do triathlon. I like to race. Um, I've been known to talk trash at races. One of my closest friends, her, one of her mantras is uh, um, uh, chasing KD and I'm like running from Vaughn. I love the competition. It's healthy competition and there's nothing wrong with that. Just be you, do you. Yes, that's awesome. I like, um, very good one. And what about you, uh, with you, Jerry? What are recommendations? The mindset is a huge one as Khadija emphasizes on it. What else yeah. do you recommend? I, yeah, mindset is like 100%. And yeah, the one race where I was trash talking the entire time because I had nothing better to do, I end up on the podium. I was like, trash talking is amazing. <laughs> and then they said, why do you seem so surprised that you're up here? You were talking about it the whole time. Because I kept saying, I hope they say my name right. You guys listen for my name. And, you know, and then they're like, you look surprised. And I said, oh, I was surprised. <laughs> I was just talking trash. But um, yeah, it, mindset is like 100%. I mean, that is, that is all that there is to it. But, you know, like um, my husband's like, what do you think about before the race? I think about a thousand things and it's awful because I think about so much stuff. But when I, when I get in the water, I don't think about anything else. Like, that's it. Like, I hear go and that's literally, that's it. Like all of those like worries, they're back there. And um, so I, I, that's why, that's why I like, I love racing, but um, yeah, I wouldn't, I would not, I don't think I would let anyone tell me how I should live my life. So like in, in any other aspect, you wouldn't allow somebody to tell you how you should live your life. So if you want to race, you want to be in hijab, you want to, you know, just do it for fun or whatever you want to swim. I think you should go for it. Um, there, there have been a lot of instances where I've, <laughs> I mean, if I wasn't as confident as I was about my swimming abilities, I mean, I could see where it would be very discouraging to walk in a pool with people just staring. I mean, they do that all the time. They stare for like five minutes while I'm swimming. And then they're like, oh, well, she knows what she's doing. And then they just move on, you know. Um, but before, I mean, it, yeah. it used to kind of get to me, you know, a little bit. All these people staring at me while I'm swimming. I'm like, they have nothing better to do. But um, I can understand how that could be kind of discouraging to people. But there are hundreds if not thousands or hundreds of thousands of people in similar situations where they're doing things every day that might be something um, that might seem out of the ordinary to other people but they're going for it and I just think you know you have to kind of um, think about that like I I do realize that there's people with bigger struggles than I have and they're they're doing their thing so I should keep doing my thing. Thank you so much and this is why I think I, I connect with you a lot both of you because I also track like I don't I, I, I talk back as well um, sometimes, which can be pro pro problematic. Um, but at the same time, like we have to stand up for ourselves. And <clears throat> with swimming, like that's what you say, like it pushes me forward. And like, you know, it makes me like, okay, they're looking at me. Let me show you. Um, it, it's a good thing and a bad thing at the same time, because like I noticed with myself, like the more that I push myself in the water, 
to prove them wrong or prove, like, let me show you. I end up sometimes injuring myself or doing the wrong stroke just to show them. But so it's really important to like focus on the stroke and forget what they're thinking. Um, huge aspect. Thank you so much. So next one is about the reality of the actual triathlon training, the fun part. So what are your experiences training for a triathlon? I will let Khadija um, go first. Did you say me first? Yes, please. You just said <laughs> you had the, the goggle, uh, uh, swimmer's eye, right? <laughs> I, um, I do a lot of my training at night. Um, I, like I said, I work. Um, I'm a mom. Um, I train. I've changed it a little bit since we're in this kind of pause period for racing, but I generally train 13 out of 14 days. So that's my kind of train um rest cycle and it's kind of evolved as i've wanted to become uh more competitive um with my racing um weight training is a big part of uh what i do i don't miss weight training especially for women as you get older uh that's really important and i try to make sure not to forget uh my run because if I had it my way, I would just uh, swim, bike, and lift weights all the time. <laughs> so I try to make sure that um, I get my running in and that it's a quality run. Uh, when I first started, uh, I was primarily focused on getting my run up to par because I had never, my first marathon was uh, after a 112 mile, uh, mile bike ride at Ironman Louisville. So I don't have that run endurance experience like a lot of people have I was a sprinter in college um, right now my focus is I've noticed that I get out of the water middle of the pack and um, for some reason I guess because I was a sprinter I happen to be a really strong cyclist and I catch up to the front of the pack on the bike and sometimes I'm able to get a little bit ahead my goal now is to be right on the feet of the fastest swimming women and get away from the runners um, I've this will probably be the last time or the next to the last time I, tr I try to do Team USA. Um, my goal was to encourage a lot of other African-Americans. And I was hoping another hijabi to make the team. Um, in this past year, um, I believe there were 11 African-Americans who made uh, Team USA. And um, at nationals, I literally started crying. And people thought I was crying because I made the team. I was crying because the year that I made the team it was me and one other African-American man and to see so many brown faces and faces of people who thought that they couldn't know that they could um, just really it changed my life for me so my goal now is to try to help and encourage other people who want to make Team USA and I am specifically um, this could be a little bit prejudiced but I'm specifically seeking out another hijabi who 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 wants to 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 make that leap? Um, so um, my my goals for the next two years are pretty lofty. Um, I not I don't want to just be on Team USA. Um, I'm I'm putting it out there and I'm I'm putting it in the universe. I want to try to be on the podium at Worlds if I can, and I want to try to be on the podium um, at Nationals if I can. So. Uh, if if I don't, it's just because it wasn't written for me. But uh, in my mind, that's that's what I'm I'm shooting for. I, I I think it's important for young women 
who have been told that they can't, regardless of their situation, uh, see that they can. Because if I can, I'm everything that a triathlete is not. They know that they can. And then uh, I feel like my job next is to encourage and train others. So that's that's where my mindset is at right now. But it's it's evolved. You go from working on one portion to another, longer training sessions. Um, I do a lot of my training alone. Um, I know a lot of people like group training. Uh, I do, uh, but a lot of my training I do alone. Uh, it helps me to focus on what I need to do. And um, I know this COVID thing is driving a lot of people crazy because they're doing a lot of their training indoors. Um, I've always done about 75, almost 85% of my cycling indoors on a kicker. It, it works for me. It doesn't work for everybody. Now running, I can't run in, inside. You, I get 400 meters and my, my attention span is all over the place. But everything else I, I, I can do indoors. Um, I put in about 15, 16 hours a week of training. Even now it's about, about 12 hours. I, but I'm focused strictly on technique and maintaining until I, we get a clearer picture of what things are going to look like as far as racing is concerned. That's awesome, mashallah. And um, we'll go back to the next question, but I want to hear from Jerry. What are your experiences in training for triathlon? Um, I would say like the first couple of years I was in triathlon, the training that I did was solid. It was really good. Um, and um, I think I, I had a good base of strength. So that was, that was really good. And I spent a lot of time doing weights and I think I was a lot better athlete than I am today. Um, the thing is that you have to be very consistent and I wasn't, I haven't been consistent for a couple of years with school and having a lot on my plate and, you know, and since I'm not saying no, um, <laughs> I ended up, um, doing a lot of things that, um, that, you know, were very conflicting. So I didn't, I didn't spend a lot of time training, um, with the master's degree. I ended up studying a lot, blowing off a lot of training. So I think that um, just the consistency of training, um, when I'm like in the thick of things, you know, we're talking about 14 hours a week, but right now I'm at 10 hours and, um, you know, and, and it's not that I don't want it or don't like to do it, but um, right now it's, I'm just, I'm basically starting over again um, or starting, I've already have a pretty good base, but I'm just kind of starting at the beginning of, uh, of my training training weeks. So I think that um, mostly, and like you just said, some people do like to train at, um, uh, in groups and I tried that. Um, and I found that I wasn't really as good as I was when I was by myself. I'm very much in my head and I push myself quite, quite well. So um, for me, like group rides, um, they're distracting and I, I love riding my bike alone. I just, I don't know, there's something about it. Um, so when I do group rides, I, I seldom uh, get on the street. I usually either um, either do it on a trail, on a very large, you know, a long trail, or um, I'll do it really early in the morning. Um, I'm an early morning trainer. I like to do it about 5 a.m. Um, that's my preferred time. Um, I also like lunch. <laughs> I also like lunchtime. 
too. I like my, my runches, as I call them, where I run during lunchtime so I can come back really funky for work. Um, so, but um, yeah, I like to try to squeeze in the training around, around the family. Um, it's just, it's really, it's really, um, I think my first year training, I realized that there was a lot of time that you have to dedicate. And I spent a lot of time trying to make, or try to get my training in and not, and I hardly saw my family. So the second year, I'm, um, you know, everything is going to be morning at 5 a.m. and lunchtime, and that's it. And then the rest of my day is for my family. And I think that worked out a lot better. It made me an exhausted sister. I mean, I'm telling you, I was exhausted because, you know, they, they are expecting me to be 100% when they're with me. So I have to be 100%. Um, I think there's, there's a lot. There's a lot that goes in with, but that's just being a parent, I think, too. You know, but um, they know it makes me happy. And, and, and also the best thing... Um, that I started doing, I guess, the third year was to incorporate them into some of my training too. Um, you know, they, they're not gonna go on the 20 mile bike ride with me, but you know, I could get 20 in and then do 10 with them. You know, it, that's, that's them being a part of it. Yeah, it's a lot of work and dedication, like a lot of respect to both of you. Cause like, um, I, can, I can only imagine. So I, I want to ask you please, um, before the next question, how has COVID impacted your training um, so far? So Khadija, would you please share how has COVID impacted right now? Yes. Yeah, so uh, like I said, I've, I've, com I've completely revamped my training schedule for this year. Um, it's entirely focused on um, nursing past injuries to make sure that there's are completely 100% taken care of um, working on uh, technique as far as pedal stroke is concerned from my cycling weight training um, swim technique so that I can um, swim more efficiently um, I know before uh, COVID started I started a little project where I built um, an endless pool in my backyard. Uh, it took me a year and a half to do it. Um, my neighbors thought I was crazy. They didn't know what I was doing. And, <laughs> and I finally finished it. Um, I, I didn't have a ton of money to, you know, get the traditional endless pool. So I, I, I started off, I built a shed, then I built the pool. So I do almost all of my um, swim training in endless pool now and swimming at the lake. Um, I do miss the group, I used to use the group rides as my um, recovery rides. I belong to the Metro Atlanta Cycling Club and I miss my uh, teammates a lot. Um, and there are people still having group activities, but I don't participate. I have one child who recently survived uh, cancer. I have another child who um, is a severe asthmatic um, and I'm a single parent right now and um, I'm not willing to take any chances. So I am, I'm almost literally 100% isolated. I work 100% from home. Um, my kids are homeschooled. I pulled the twins out of public school and they go to uh, a private online school. Um, and my other children are, um, there are fortunately our school district um, is 100% online at least until January. 
So I, I do everything alone. I've done a few uh, open water swims. I uh, don't do this pretty much solo, um, but I did swim with a lifeguard buoy. And I did do one event uh, hosted by my mentor, Coach Alonga. Um, I know him very well and I knew he was gonna do a good job of keeping us uh, separated. So I did do one event with him. It was like a just a time trial to see where we were uh, in our training, but um, pretty much just 100% isolation, a back off on the intensity and a focus on just being better from a technique perspective. So when I do ramp it up, it's gonna be, you know, it's, it's gonna be 45 degrees instead of 30. So that's, you know, that's where my head is at right now. That's awesome, so much respect, like it's, I'm motivated. So what about you, Jerry? This is, um, how has COVID impacted so far? Um, so, I don't know about you, Khadija, but when I, if I want to go run outside, there are way too many people running. Like there's <laughs> all, my, all my trails are like packed with people. I'm like, where did you guys come from? <laughs> so I, I have a, I have a, um, a treadmill downstairs. I'll either run super early or, or I'll just get on the treadmill. I'm okay with sitting so I'm one of those weird people. I focus on like one spot on the wall or something. And I just, you know, and I'll just stare at it for five, six miles. Like that's, I know it's weird, but I can, I can do that. So like treadmills never bother me at all. Um, swimming, our pools finally open and then we only have 45 minutes. So um, I would have liked to have more time swimming, but um, I haven't had the opportunity to do that, do it longer than 45. So, um, but yeah, it's given me the opportunity to kind of focus on some things. So I wanted to focus on my swimming a little bit. Um, so even though they're 45 minute sessions, I'll do four a week instead of doing the normal three. And then, um, you know, the, the trails for biking, uh, for cycling is they're full as well. Um, so I have a trainer at home, so I'll just do that instead of um, being outside. It just made me more inside than anything. Um, and, you know, I got sick early on and um, my, I have asthma and I just, my lung capacity just, it, was, it hasn't been the same since. So I've been working at it, um, just with the swimming and the running. It's, I get tired a lot easier than I did before. So um, I, I feel that I'll, I'll get back there, but it just might take time. I feel you on the crowded parks. That I, I, what I do in Georgia, I literally, I run at high noon. It's so hot here. Nobody in their right mind is out there. So it's like my pseudo altitude training. It, it almost makes me angry because I'm like, yo, you didn't have an exercise in 50 years. Now, <laughs> Now they're like, what is this outside we hear about? This is great. Well, I got it. Yes. <laughs> I yeah, I feel you on the crowded parks. And I've driven up and seen too many people and been like, you know what? It's, mm -hmm. it's going to have to be a treadmill run today. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. And um, is, like really briefly, are you able to share with us like how you grew in your training regimes, like in your workouts? Like how did that help you grow? Mentally, spiritually, physically, all of it. 
So Jared, do you mind if you can share with us like a little bit how it has helped you? Um, sure. Uh, so if anybody follows me on Instagram or any of that, they know that I love planning. I like, I love it. I love to write things down and check off that box. It just gives me such joy. And so, um, so I love having a, tra a training plan that I can, that I can visually see um, and that I can complete like that. Uh, for me, my training plan is like my daily plan. Um, it's just incorporated in there. So, you know, if it's first thing in the morning, I know what time I'm waking up. I know what time I'm going to do Fajr. I know what time I'm, um, after that, I'm going to read the Quran. After that, I'm going to um, have my gratitude and kind of, I guess, I use that time to like plan the rest of my day, think about it, um, think about all the things. Um, I think of three things that, I'm, that I feel blessed about. And it's funny because I have three kids now and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to cheat and put their names every single time. So I just, you know, I had to think of three things, you know, sometimes we're just like things that had happened the day before that make me smile or, you know, some kindness that someone's shown and I'll just put it there. And, um, you know, that gets me in the right mindset for everything. And then I go and I, um, I do my training at like five. And um, right now it's been, um, well, it's, it's swimming I do at night. And so it's either running or on the bike, but, um, but yeah, it's, I really like the, the structure. I love structure. So, and I love, I love structure and checking boxes. So this really works for me. <laughs> um, so <laughs> it's just, I'm like, you know, sometimes I'll, if I did like an extra something, I'll write it in just so I can check it off. So I'll be like, well, today I also did yoga. So let me write in yoga. And so I can check off yoga because that's how much I like the feeling of success when you check off that box. Um, that is just, to me, that's really amazing. So that's, that's my whole training philosophy all the way down to when I'm going to bed, just everything. I like to write it down and stick to it and look back on it and just go like, yeah, I did that. This, this is my week. That's the week that I did that thing. And I, I did everything. I checked all the boxes and, and all that. So that makes me feel good. That's awesome. Like dedication. What about you, Khadija? How did you go through it? So first of all, I'd like to point out that everybody follows Jerry on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> oh, Ever. When, I, when I went to her Instagram page, I was like, whoa, oh my gosh, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I um for me it's the focus I'm one of the people it, um I'm I'm an introvert I it's hard to I, I know it's it's funny even when we talk about you know everybody's having all these um if we're having these webinars and zoom calls I started uh these web get-togethers I guess it was like 2018 and my friends were like, well, why don't you just, you know, have uh, a get to get a real get together. I was like, no, I think this is better. We should just get together like this so we can get <laughs> together, but not really in the same place. Um, but it's helped me come, it's helped me come out of my shell a little bit from being so much of an introvert. Um, um, and it's helped me to, to be more of a, a focused person. Um, I've always been goal oriented, but with triathlon, you have to have um, a set plan. Uh, you have to, just like Jerry said, you have to follow that plan. The good thing about the fact that I'm all over the place is 
I am flexible enough to know when something's not working to make that adjustment and be okay with it. I've seen some triathletes like, I have a plan, I have to follow the plan, I have to tick every single box, and they've got a stress fracture. Okay, if you have that injury, okay, maybe you need to swim more, you need to back off on the running and see what type of cycling is going to keep that VO2 max as high as if you're running. So, so for me, it's helped me to, like I said, just be more of a structured person. And that's, it sound, I know that sounds crazy coming from somebody who's a project manager. I think because it's my job to be structured, the, the me wants to be just all over the place. And like I said, come come out of uh out of my shell um a little bit um and the crazy thing is one of the things that i love about triathlon is the fact that even though you have those group rides you have those group swim sessions and group runs the real work happens alone uh when you're swimming and that's the one thing i love about the swim i'm not always the fastest swimmer but i love about the swim is when i'm swimming i i hear my heartbeat and i've I hear my breath and I feel the water rushing over my body and nothing else. And I think that's one of the things that I love about uh, swimming in the endless pool. I turn that sucker on. I don't have to worry about lifting my head to avoid rocks or boats or whatever, or look for buoys. I lit I've literally gone in there and swam for an hour straight and my watch is beeped and I'm like, oh man, I've been in here for a long time. It's time to get out. But um, that solitude, and the, the solitude that I get from, you know, loading a course on my kicker and just focusing on every watt I can get out of that, get out of myself for that, that period of time. So it's really helped me with those two things. But I, I like the changes in my personality. I think I've become a little bit more personable than um, I was before uh, I did triathlon. So that, I, I love that. And meeting people like Jerry really helps too. Because I said when we were, uh, we stayed together in Arizona and seeing her be able to study and then turn that off and then train and then turn that off and go. That, that level of discipline was, I found that very, super admirable and amazing. <laughs> that was, I, I've never seen anybody do that before. She was intently in studying for mas master's finals and focusing on an Ironman. And I, that, that was, that was, that was unbelievable. That was yes. crazy. <laughs> I'm glad I don't have to do that again. <laughs> yeah. I felt bad. I was like, yo, we have a ride. You know, we got a ride. <laughs> I have a huge respect. Like it takes a lot of dedication to be a triathlete. So I am admiring, like I am growing just through hearing your journey and following it, like it's also helping me, you know, like learn and grow with you. So thank you so much. Um, I think we're getting a little bit close to the end, but this is an important topic that I want to get over. Uh, I mean, talk about here. It's important to talk about, you know, being a triathlete, what um, has been your favorite part about it? And if you can change anything, um, what would it be and why? So I think we just kind of, Jerry, do you mind if you can share? Oh, okay, he's back. So, uh, Jerry, go a little bit about it, because um, we are getting close to an hour. But would you please kindly share with us, like, your favorite part of the triathlon that you first did, and 
any changes um, that you would like to see or yes. Okay. Um, I know my first, my first big race outside um, was uh, San Luis try and the funny, the, I guess the, the, my favorite part is kind of a, a, a weird um, compliment. Um, my family had all gathered and they were looking for me and they saw this group of riders come through on the bikes and they're looking and they're like, you know, and my mom says, I think that's Jerry. And my husband says, no, that person is coming in really fast. I don't think that's her. And it was me. And he was just like, <laughs> I know he was just like, oh, you can ride fast. He said that was, that was a day where he really realized like, um, with a lot of hard work and dedication, you can, you can do amazing things. So, I mean, he's like, he said, I never would have guessed you would have been like racing. He goes, you were like focused and racing. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, so that was like the best, the, my, my favorite part of, of racing, um, of, of my first race. But um, I think in, in every race that I've noticed with triathlon, there's some really nice people. Um, I think people, um, you know, they, they always want to talk to you. They want to help. And, and I noticed that the first couple of years that I was racing, and then I tried to do the same. Um, you know, people helped me to figure out how to put my bike on the rack. People, you know, which way? I'm like, okay, which way? You know, I'm knocking down people's bikes. I don't know what I'm doing, you know? <laughs> And the, you know, and I'm just like, okay, this is how you do it. You know, I'm helping all the new people that come in. Um, and at Chicago, I was putting all the race numbers on people because they didn't know how to use the tattoo race numbers. And I wasn't going to use mine, but I knew how to do tattoos because I got a bunch of kids that love those things. So I'm just like, I'm like, no, you got to pull off the paper and put it here, you know, and I'm just showing everybody. But that's, that's kind of like how triathletes are. They, they're very helpful and I think the community is very helpful. When you see people at races, you start to know them and it's really exciting. And I mean, I think that is probably the best thing about every race is like seeing faces that you know, or that you kind of know from, you know, from online or for, from other races, it's just kind of nice. Um, and as far as things that I would change, I mean, the only, the only thing that I would probably change is probably um, the inclusivity of it. I mean, I think we need to get more people that look like us um, on that start line. And we also need to get it to the point where that's, it's not a big deal. I would love to race and it's just not a big deal when people aren't just like, hey, are you Khadijah? Um, when I'm at the line, because it's gotta be one or the other. <laughs> She's either Jerry or Khadijah and I'm either Khadijah or Jerry. So, <laughs> you know, I want, I want to see it where there's just like so many of us that they're just, it's just, no it's not a big deal. deal. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah inshallah and i feel like that's why it's like i want you to say it again 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 and preach so yes 100 percent. khadija what about you what was your first triathlon like and anything you would like to change um about it as well um well my i already talked about my first uh triathlon i think um i think the triathlon that really changed things for me was um, the first time I did a long course race, which was uh, Ironman Augusta. I was hooked on long course. I really, I really loved it. Um, I thought I was going to die, <laughs> but um, I really loved it. I knew that long course was what I wanted to do. Um, the thing that I love the most about triathlon is the sense of community. Um, 
nobody looks at me anymore as, you know, the Muslim lady or the Muslim triathlete. Um, they, they, Khadija, and they, they know she's coming a race. And I, I love that. They don't see me as this outsider anymore. Um, and, you know, when I go to races, seeing all the people that I've raced with, um, the late, the young lady that I room with uh, at Worlds, we've roomed together for the past two World Championship races, Kathy Bowman. It's funny, at Nationals last year, she forgot something, um, and I had it. I had something that she could use in my bag, so I went to get it. I was putting it in her transition area, and the lady's like, well, wait a minute, are you messing with somebody else's transition area? <laughs> and I said, oh, no, it's okay. It's my sister's transition area. Well, Kathy is 5'8". She's got blonde hair and blue eyes. And as I was finishing up, Kathy walks up and says, oh, hey, Kanisha, and I give her a hug. And the lady looks at me and puts her hands on her hips. But that's how it's become. These are just people I know. They don't see me as anybody but Khadija. And I know that's kind of, it's an isolated community and that's not what's going on in the world right now. But um, I appreciate that community, that kind of protected community uh, that I have. Um, and just to Jerry's point, I, uh, inclusivity, I, 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 I'm looking forward to the day when it, it's no big deal. I, I'm looking forward to the day where I don't have to get, uh, my kits approved. Um, I know, and I know Jerry's gone through this, uh, before, um, all my kits are ITU approved, but they're all custom made. They probably cost three times what anybody else's kits cost. That's why I go all out with my kits. I'm like, if I'm going to spend $400 on a kit, it's, it better look good. So <laughs> I custom design all my kits with a, a gentleman, a Jason Reinhardt, who works um, with Exceed Apparel. And then, of course, my Team USA kit comes uh, from Roca. And there's a there's a, a line from a movie. The lady says, well, sometimes we have no choice but to be first. Okay, that's fine. It, 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 it's a nice accolade to be first, but it's pointless if you're the last. So my, my, my goal is to t share what I love with everyone. Thank you so, like, so, so, so much for validating the point. And inshallah, I hope, you know, that's why I'm recording this. So inshallah, like after this campaign is over to go back to the companies and say like, hey, why are we not including the picture? Would you mind having a little bit of more inclusivity of us, like us in the conversation? Um, so thank you so much for, for sharing that. And so when it comes to swimming, this is really important. And I, I want to go over this as well. What motivated you um, to pursue swimming? But what has been the, like, the best benefits? Um, and if you want to mention struggles, go ahead. But, like, the, the biggest benefit that you find as a swimmer or a triathlete? How Overall fitness. Yes. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Jerry? Um, I just find, I find swimming the, I guess, the act of it or the, the, the training of it to be quite motivational just in itself. I mean, I look at my times and I'm just like, oh, you could do so much better than that. What are you doing? You know, and when I, um, I, I can remember getting better, like each time, like I told you, I was swimming and stopping and taking a breath and then, you know, and then going and I remember the first training plan that I had had a 10 second rest. And I'm like, oh no, that's not gonna work for me. I'm gonna need, 
I'm going to need at least 30 seconds at the wall, you know, but now, I mean, I don't need that, you know, it's just, I've come such a long way and the idea that I can just keep getting better is to me, it's kind of amazing. Um, so I keep working at it just so that I can get better and see those numbers change. And um, it just kind of puts me in a different group. You know, I'm not like a newbie swimmer anymore. You know, I'm now, a, um, you know, I'm pretty proficient, you know, or I'm not necessarily fast, but now I'm not slow either, you know. So it's just, I like swimming because that's that's the one that really um, pushes me to try to get better. Because you could work all year and and you're shaving 10 seconds off, but that's like a huge amount, you know, <laughs> that's, that was, um, you know, that's a, that's a lot of time actually. So I just, I feel like I've gotten better and I can see it. And that's, that's what keeps me, you know, like moving forward and keeps me keep getting in the waters because I keep getting better. Yes. And I will say for mine, it's like the confidence, like, once you're in it, you, you build your confidence and it just propels. And that's what you both mentioned with your stories, the experiences you get through and then it builds up as a muscle. Um, okay, we have a few questions in the chat box. I know they were kind of answered, but just since it's being recorded, really quickly, um, from Heather, thank you for staying on. She said, uh, term runches, yes. Question for Khadija regarding swimming in an endless pool. Do you just swim by time? I'm so used to swimming by distance sets, so curious of how training works in an endless pool. So um, the, you, the current changes, you can set it to different paces. So I do combinations of steady long swims, uh, long interval sets, and then I crank it up as high as it'll go, and I'll do uh, short intervals. Um, because of the size of the motor that I have, I can't do all-out sprints, so it's mostly longer intervals and uh, steady swimming, and I do sprinting when I go to the lake, and I used to do it when I went to the pool, but now when I go to the lake, I do sprinting. I don't, I don't get a chance to do it uh, in the endless pool. Um, Heather, thank you. So, sorry, I hasn't answered. Um, one quick second. So, Heather, let me, let me know if that answered your question. Um, I have never swam in endless because I cannot um, relate to this. Khadija, have oh, no, Khadija, excuse me, Jerry, have you have you ever tried endless pool or not yet, or will you ever try it? Um, I use the uh, what is it called? It's like, it's kind of like Swimbox where they video yeah. you. So it's, yeah, it's the same kind of, uh, they have different current speeds. And um, the, for that, I, I was doing stroke correction mm -hmm. um, since I was having a lot of pain in one shoulder and I, I was doing it to myself um, and I, I could see it, but um, then I was able to see it and feel it, you know, with the stroke correction uh, workshop. So that was really nice. Um, it's really funny to do that. You know, this, the first time it just kind of just blew me to the other side of the pool. And then <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, oh, okay, I got to swim. <laughs> you know? But yeah, How I would love one in my house. So if you want to come to my house, Khadija, you're welcome to stay <laughs> a year and help me build an endless pool. <laughs> but I do do that too. I film myself. I have an underwater camera. And just like she said, and I'll hang it from the vent above the pool and I can see where you can see where you're making um making mistakes and it can help you uh swim a lot smoother 
um, and smoothness and relaxation is speed in the awesome. water. And that reminds me, um, Jay reminds me of, so Heather, if you're still here, I see um, Swimbox on Instagram. I'm currently training with them. So I did swim like one time and I'm working with them to hopefully work with clients. But yes, the experience is like a little bit different because you have the current of the water and um, they can also help you if you would like to get um, professional swimming coaches help as well. Uh, let's see. Khadija, it varies. Gina. Okay. Um, are there any questions? Heather. Yes, we shared her Instagram handle. We're there. Awesome. Awesome. So please stay tuned and follow up with, you can follow me on Bifit for Akhira. I have a private Facebook group with workouts right now. Uh, uh, Purposeful Fitness with Coach Ola. Jerry is at Modestly Trying. Love that. And then Khadija is at Khadija Triathlete. Thank you so much for everyone who's attending. Let me know if you have any uh, final questions. We do have a few audience right now. Did everything got answered um, here? Khadija and Jerry, do you have any final remarks that you would like um, to share like before we wrap this up? If it's like one thing that you would like to share. I'm putting this one. Okay, Jerry. <laughs> Khadija. He's going to go. <laughs> I'll go for um, it. Okay, <laughs> uh, oh. oh, wow. I don't know. Just, just have fun. Hope to have fun. Just do, do it for the love of the game. I, I tell people all the time, even if I was losing, I'd, I'd still be racing. And even if, I mean, back of the pack racing. Just do you, be you, have fun. And from the back of the pack, I would say... <laughs> <laughs> It's all fun back here. Don't worry. <laughs> no, but, but yeah, I, I go out all out racing. I mean, it's just, I love the competition too. I mean, I really enjoy it, but I just hope that, um, that maybe this gives people some confidence um, to actually get out there and try something new. Um, you don't have to be amazing the first time you do it. I mean, who is, I mean, but go out and do your best and, um, and, and find out that, you know, they're probably the limits that you had set in your mind are, aren't really. There. Not even there. Not even there. <laughs> yeah. And Jerry has some amazing inspirational quotes uh, on her Instagram site. I'm not quite as creative <laughs> as, she, as she is. So it's kind of dry, but um, yeah. <laughs> But yeah. Surprised you read those, Khadija. You said you don't always read those. I, I start that day. Remember, I started reading. I read all the way to the end. Um, from my perspective, I just want to say a huge, huge thank you to both of you, to everyone that has is currently attending that will hopefully watch the replays. This is my first time ever putting like this campaign together. So thank you so much for helping me step out of my comfort zone. And um, until I'll do an actual real track on one day. But that's all I want to say. Step out of your comfort zone, you know, find a cause that you believe in and find people they can like look up to, learn from, mentors. I look up to you, both of you, as like my mentors. You know, you're, you've been in this game longer than I have. So I am learning about the triathlon world. It is a lot of work, a lot of dedication. So both of you being a mom, you know, it's much respect. So we are wrapping up. I am going to stop recording right now. And thank you for tuning in if you've enjoyed this episode make sure to subscribe today and leave a five-star review you can also screenshot and share this episode with a family 
or a friend. Be strong, be fit, be fit for Akhirah.